It's Tuesday, February 14, 2017. The Oroville Dam, the nation's tallest just north of Sacramento, now at record levels. Its emergency spillway in danger of failing and unleashing uncontrolled floodwaters on towns below. California dodges a bullet for the moment at Oroville Dam. This is a wake-up call that we've got uh, deferred maintenance needs that literally put people's lives at risk. U.S. not prepared for climate impacts on infrastructure. Judge rejects tribe's request to halt Dakota Access Pipeline construction. Plus, do not be in a position where you may find yourself in front of a fire um, because you won't survive it. Extreme heat brings extreme fire danger to Australia. All of those stories and Desi with a cold straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis and snarky comment. Do you believe in science? Because I do. <laughs> Republican congressman versus 10-year-old girl at town hall meeting. I do support an all-of-the-above energy strategy, and I do think coal is an important part of that. 10-year-old girl winning. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I know we've got a lot going on today. I know you're fighting that cold. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, up in the Dakotas, bad news for the uh, Native Americans fighting the pipeline up there. Yes, and yet another blow to Native American tribes. A federal judge has rejected a request by the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe and the Cheyenne River Sioux Tribe for a temporary injunction to halt construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline near their reservations in North Dakota, which the tribes say threatens their sacred sites and water supply. That same judge will hear the tribe's broader lawsuit later this month. Meanwhile, it looks like California has dodged a bullet for now. The threat of a breach at the Oroville Dam in north-central California, the tallest dam in the United States, has eased. That's according to state officials. But a mandatory evacuation on Sunday for nearly 200,000 residents below the dam remains in effect. After five years of historic drought, a series of storms have filled the reservoir above capacity for the first time in its 50-year history. Emergency water releases to reduce pressure on the dam have seriously damaged its two spillways, which now threatens to undermine the entire structure's integrity. Yeah, I think the key there is for now. With uh, rains coming in, uh, this is still a very precarious situation. Yes, it is. And there's a short window of opportunity to make emergency repairs before more storms and the spring snowmelt arrive. That's according to the acting director of the State Department of Water Resources, Bill Croyle. We're working um, to really and, uh, dig down into the reservoir and move as much water out of that reservoir and so we have space for the storms that we expect to um, come in as well as the snow runoff later this spring. Environmental advocacy group Friends of the River and the Sierra Club had warned the Bush administration and the state about this exact scenario occurring today. They did that 12 years ago. But the state water agencies were reluctant to pay the estimated $100 million price tag for the upgrades, so federal regulators didn't require them. In an interview on the broadcast, Friends of the River Executive Director Eric Wesselman urged that once this crisis has passed, it's time to address long-standing infrastructure issues. Take these lessons learned and, um, and start taking action to shore up our infrastructure to make sure that communities are protected and people are protected, as well as you know, the rivers. Um, and the fish and wildlife that call them home that was blown out by these massive releases out of Oroville. You know, I'm really tired of these uh, these folks, these environmentalists and so forth, giving warnings about these things being ignored. And then years later, 
once it's too late, being proven right. And speaking of advance warning, climate change also plays a role, not just lurching California between the extremes of drought to deluge, but also because warmer California winters mean much of this precipitation is falling as rain, not snow. And that's also impacting the state's billion-dollar commercial salmon fishing industry. Because if it was snow as opposed to rain, it wouldn't fall all at once, or at least it wouldn't fill up the reservoir all at once. Right. Meanwhile, it's summer down under, and Australia is again facing a record heat wave and catastrophic fire danger, with fire officials warning conditions for the next week are similar to, if not worse than, the conditions that led to the deadly catastrophic bushfires in 2009. New South Wales Deputy Fire Commissioner Rob Rogers warned residents in affected areas to just leave. The simple message to the community in those areas, particularly affected by catastrophic fire conditions, is do not be in a position where you may find yourself in front of a fire, um, because you won't survive it. And a new report from from climate tracking group Carbon Brief concludes that based on current observed trends, the risk of megafires like those in Australia is projected to increase around the world as the climate warms. Well, it's starting to seem like this whole climate change thing may not be a hoax by the Chinese after all. I don't know. Just looking at evidence, but, you know, ignore me. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, please check out our website, at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us and follow us and share us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. I hate to be needy, selfish and greedy, but please pay attention to me.